Should we run through each E3 presentation and pontificate wildly? Oh yeah, because it's Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Hi, my name is John Dotson, and today I'm joined by Tim and Travis. And in this episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio, we're going to talk about E3 and what we thought the highlights were. We're not covering everything, just the parts that stuck with us. And at the end of the show, we'll hand out who we think came away with the best of show. But before we roll into that, let's talk about what we've been playing and watching, starting with Tim. Tim, what you've been playing, what you've been watching. Uh, so not a lot lately. Um, real life, you know, has been kind of pulling me away. Uh, celebrated my 13th year anniversary with my wife, and we took a little trip for that. Um kids are out of school so we've been doing stuff with them and haven't been playing or watching much really the only thing of note that i've been playing is um i'm involved in a D group now we've been going for about a month nerd that's been, i know right <clears throat> something i have been Apologies meaning to, all to nerds knock. out there I, I think this is awesome <laughs> you know i've been wanting to knock it off my nerd bucket list because i'd never played dungeons and dragons or really any tabletop rpg like totally as an actual tabletop game yeah, and so we've been doing that, and that's been fun. And um, as far as watching goes, <laughs> really, it was just uh, solo, <laughs> which we'll we'll talk about it, you know, later. Travis, um, as for what I've been playing, with the announcement and the the hype building up for the announcement for Fallout seventy six, I kind of started feeling a bit nostalgic, and so I fired up Fallout four. And I've talked about this before on this show and maybe on the round table before DLC just kind of frequently toward the end of a game's DLC cycle, my mind has already moved past the game. So I have a lot of trouble coming back in and trying to play things. And that was the, that was the case with the last fallout Four DLC uh, Nuka world. So I'd barely touched that and, it was a good opportunity to get back in and I really enjoyed that DLC. It wasn't as good as the far Harbor, the meaty one that came out earlier, but, um, played through that, finished up everything and then decided I was going to go try out some of the older fallout games. Cause I hadn't played those in ages and I'm having some trouble going back to the kind of slower gameplay. Those I, I love those games to death, but I'm having some trouble going back to that slower gameplay. But the Origin Summer Sale has started recently, and they had Battlefront 2 for really cheap. And I'm not really a huge multiplayer game gamer, but I did want to try out the single-player campaign on this, and I think it was 16 bucks, so that was a pretty good sweet spot to get in and play that. And man, this it's a really polished game. Um, in Battlefront 1, I did not like the flight controls. I still am not a fan, but they've improved them a lot. But the on-the-ground shooting and lightsaber combat, it's it's stellar. Um, 
As for what I've been watching, just recently joined the 4K club and bought a big stack Ooh, of Blu-rays. 4K? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Ooh. HDR, everybody. Oh, yeah. And the, um, the best one in terms of showing off your new set that I've found is Thor Ragnarok. Watched this movie like three times since the theaters, but we had to we had to use this one to test. Like when they're walking through the city there after they Thor and the Hulk bust out, that all those colors and everything, it's just it's beautiful. It's amazing. Um, also, one more thing I want to mention: if you guys haven't seen Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix, it's a freaking hilarious show. We hadn't watched it yet, and we just over the past couple of weeks binged it. It is really funny. It kind of starts off a little bit slow. Give it a few episodes, but toward the end, I it, it was a laugh a minute. I was thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, yeah, we watched it too. I really enjoyed the first season. I hadn't seen the second one yet. Is that just as good or better? <laughs> I, think, I think it's better. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't want to say too much because, I mean, it's a comedy. Spoilers aren't a huge thing, but you should go into that one fresh. It's It's hilarious. Yeah, I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, like zombie stuff and zombie comedies? Yeah, yeah. Sort of. Sort yeah. Of. Spoiler that be considered alert, I a guess. Zomcom? hey <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Uh, it's funny. Uh, okay. So uh, what I've been playing, I'll start with that, is uh, a little game on 3DS called Samus Returns. And wow, Samus is back in a really kick-ass 2D Metroid game. If you love Super Metroid, uh, you should pretty much run out and get this. Um, and I really hope you have a 3DS, but if you can't, I, I really kind of wonder if Nintendo's going to re-release this on the Switch. Anyways, it's so much fun. I'm going to do a proper review on the site about it. It's, you, you got this, you have a 360 uh, degree of shooting, um, and there is a lot of things that Samus can do, and you kind of have to memorize her attack. She's got like a parry that you can do. Um, which uh, is basically essential. So a lot of this really detailed gameplay is really fun. Um, And if you nail it, the game's not too bad. And I like how that Metroid kind of has, the old Metroid games had this ability to kind of go anywhere-ish you wanted. I mean, Super Metroid, not as much. In the original Metroid, you could really go wherever you could um, if you had the proper equipment. Um, And this game's not so much that. I mean, it has elements of it, I suppose, but it's kind of directed. I don't think it fails because of it, but it's super cool. Um, So if you've got a 3DS and you're looking for something else to play, (laughs) Super Metroid, it's cool. Or Samus Returns, it's really cool. And you should also play Super Metroid as well. So another game I've been playing is Hearthstone. So I know I wrote on, you know, Cheerful Ghost that I was not going to play Hearthstone for a while and I was taking a break. And I did, and it was amazing. And I didn't miss the game at all. But so with the latest expansion, I started getting in and playing some of the single player content. And then they hooked me back in um, and I've been playing dailies on it since. Well, some there's been a couple of changes that are di- that makes the game very different. So one change is the quests are now easier. So I'm spending less time playing it than I did before, which is really nice. Um, I'm not hooked on the game, but I like I'm not like hooked. So I can't stop. I could, you know. I guess that's what every junkie says, right? I can quit anytime I want, but um, but it is fun and it sort of scratches that playing it for about five minutes here or there itch and it's fun. It's just fun. Now, I don't Now, One thing that's a little different is 
Um, I'm not. Uh, no, I'm going to save that for the review. I'm going to save it for the review. Can't talk about everything, but um, it's been really fun. And if you kind of walked away from Hearthstone, want to come back, you should. I think one thing that helps, though, is that like I'm pretty good at the game after playing it for so long. And I don't have to have every card. And I don't. I don't even try anymore. But I can make decks and I don't net deck anymore at all. So I just kind of make decks that are pretty good with what I've got. And I think you can. I don't win all the time, but the quests aren't really about winning anymore. Uh, They're just about playing the game. And I like playing the game. So that's really fun. And I win a lot, too. So that's good. But it's not really a focus. So as to what I've been watching, uh, a couple things on Netflix. So I've got uh, so on Netflix, they got the new show, uh, this new movie, Set It Up. It's kind of like Netflix bought an adult romantic movie that isn't afraid to make gross out jokes that were sometimes funny, sometimes, you know, just weren't. But it's not perfect, but it's cool to see Netflix get different kinds of movies. And I, you know, you have a date night with your wife. And it's included in your subscription. Don't have to go out to the movie theater. So thanks, Netflix. That was kind of cool. Step it up. It's pretty interesting. Um, another Netflix movie, Cargo. So let's see. This is Martin Freeman, who's a guy. Uh, wait, wait, no, Martin Freeman. Is that, wait, is that, did I just get confused with Gordon Freeman? Martin Freeman's the guy from The Hobbit, right? Yeah, that's him. Okay, yes. cool. Okay, okay. His, uh, his brother's Gordon, clearly. Okay, so Martin Freeman uh, is basically a guy living after the zompocalypse with his wife and daughter and they're trying to survive. And it starts out really cool because they're in this like houseboat just sailing down a river, which seems like a really good idea because like in a zompocalypse, like you're in a houseboat. And I'm like, that's a perfect idea. And then um, stuff happens, which I'm not going to talk about. But if you like zombie movies, watch it. It's it, again, it's not like perfection, but it's really good. And it's a fun zom flick. Um, and I would say it's really good. It's rad. It really is. Um, it's cool to see Netflix get into more really cool movies. Another m- thing I saw on Netflix was Han- Hans Zimmer live in Prague. So here's a question. What if Hans Zimmer played a greatest hits show from his movies, starting with Driving Miss Daisy, <laughs> ending with Interstellar and Inception songs? Well, it would be something you have to watch and you have to. It's so much fun. You, you don't think you've maybe recognized all Hans Zimmer songs until you listen to a Hans Zimmer live show that you're like, oh, yeah, man, he's written so many great, so many great movie scores so it's very fun okay so i'm an mst3k um junkie and i'm watching all of the episodes and i'm on season eight right now and i just watched the leech woman okay so how do i start talking about this (laughs) okay guys strap on this gonna be fun okay so a doctor is married to an older woman who's a raging alcoholic with issues okay so I don't love how his wife's written because sexism, sexism exists. So anyways, that's where this movie is. But anyways, the doctor only cares about his wife's looks. And since she's old, he thinks she's just the worst ever. I don't, I don't understand. It's like he can't even be civil to her. And partly she's an alcoholic because he's a terrible person. Anyways, so one day this other older woman who's even older visits him And for some reason tells him that she has like a youth serum from her tribe in Africa that her her tribe in Africa made. So uh, the doctor, he's like rightly dubious, but she proves it. So the doctor goes to Africa to find it with his wife in hopes that this process can make her younger and he can be rich. So hilarity ensues. (laughs) And I just should I spoil this, guys? This movie's like 50 years old. Yeah, I think it's okay to spoil the the spoiler. Oh, are we? I think you you can dive in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what happens is that so 
the woman. Okay, so the tribe in Africa had, and it's so racist, by the way. It's it's anyways, the just how they portray them. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So the um, so the only way that the um that the, that you can make this uh, youth serum is by killing a dude. So they kill this random guy to show him that it works. And she's really pissed off at her husband. So they're like, okay, what man is going to be the sacrifice for you? <laughs> and she picks her husband, which I guess that's why she's the leech <laughs> woman. And anyway, she ended up, ends up killing all these people with this magic ring that, that like takes out something from their spinal cord or what, like, like special spinal juice or whatever. So they could, she could live, be younger. And every time she does this, she gets older and older and older and older um, until the end where she just kills so many people, the cops find her and then she just falls off a balcony killing herself. So anyways, it's a nice positive ending. But um, it, I love Mystery Science Theater 3000 because the episodes are great. But this one's special because the movie was a special kind of bad, which I loved. So, yeah, oh man, the leech woman, everyone. Mystery Science Theater 3000. So um, my wife and I are continuing our journey through the MCU, the big rewatch. So we watched the Avengers movie. So this movie is already a classic and so much so that like, as you watch it again, you're like, oh man, that's where that meme came from. Or it, one of them is like, I understood that reference, which I get where that movie's from is, you know, the Avengers or whatever, but so would you say you movie. understood that reference? <laughs> I understood the references. Yes. And, uh, it's cool. The first Avengers is a little quaint compared to the Avengers that we've reviewed recently on the show, but it's still really good and it's a must watch. So we also watched Iron Man 3. So I love all the Iron Man movies and I like Iron Man 2 too as well. But these films like the Iron Man 2 and 3, they seem to be totally forgotten. Like I don't hear people talk about them at all. Um, so I don't really understand why that is, because to me, they're some of the best Marvel movies that I think the way that they end Iron Man 3 is perfect. And I really enjoyed Tony's arc and I like that he t- they took away the suit. It feels like Tony enters like a sneakers like spy movie. And I think the movie's better for it. I, I think it's great. It's uh, I'd say it's a must watch. It's really good. And Thor, the dark world. OK, this is the last one we saw in a recent spate of rewatching. So I don't I didn't remember liking Thor, the dark world when I saw it. What do you guys think of the dark world? It, it, this one doesn't get a lot of love. Well, I'll um, just say that I do not remember a single thing about it. I've watched it. I have it. I own it. I don't remember one thing about it. It's, Tim? I mean, it, it's okay. It's not, it, you know, it's pretty far down the list of the MCU movies on my ranking, but it's, you know, it's got its moments, and Thor is still funny to watch, and him and Jane are, you know, funny together. It's it, yeah, I, I didn't hate it, but it's not one of my favorites. Sure. So I don't remember, again, I don't remember liking it when I, I and but when I watched it again, I thought it was really solid. I I I would actually I, I, I used to point to Thor Ragnarok to give the Thor franchise all the humor, quips, spacey tone, like space fraying tone. But honestly, you can kind of see that transition a little bit in the, in the dark world to Ragnarok. Not that the dark world is a laugh a minute, but they have some really solid jokes that land and some of it are kind of silly and funny. And the tone is not that different than Ragnarok. I mean, again, the dark world's darker, like literally darker and Ragnarok's really bright. But I don't think it's so far off as I remember so, yeah, it's kind of cool. Anyways, I'd give it a solid red. So that's what I've been watching. I could go for a little aside here. I know it's just a small thing in Thor Dark World, but my favorite gag in that movie is when they get to Jane's apartment 
and it's you know it's just your regular apartment thor walks in he's decked out in all of his thor armor he looks over he sees the coat rack and he he hangs his hammer on the coat rack that was a fun moment (laughs) just like just real nonchalant it was just such a like you know i don't know it was just something about that was really funny to me Hey there, this is Travis from Truthful Ghost Radio, and thanks for listening to the show. If you like what we're doing here and want to help support us, I encourage you to head over to Cheerful Ghost and click the little heart at the top of the page. You can help us fund the important work of Cheerful Ghost and this podcast by supporting us on Patreon, which is a site for funding the things you love. If you fund us at a member level, you get some awesome benefits, so head over to CheerfulGhost.com, find out what funding level works for you, and support Cheerful Ghost on Patreon today. And a huge thanks to our new members this month, Greg Woodruff and Will Ball. So let's talk about each big press conference and our thoughts on each, ending with Bethesda and starting with Sony. So let's start off with Sony and the big game they talked about was Last of Us 2. And my question for Travis and Tim was the game too timid. Should they have added more gore? Maybe it's a bit too soft. Travis was the game a little weak. (laughs) I think you wrote that as a joke. Uh, that was a joke. Just, so for everyone that hasn't seen it, it's so gory. It's probably yeah. it was shocking to me. Shocking. Like, I feel like an old man watching that. Legitimately, I, I, it was shocking to me. And not because like it wasn't like a pearl clutching moment or anything. But, you know, it I didn't expect it. I have I haven't finished the first Last of Us. That's one on my shame list. I started it and I never finished it. But it was really solid. And the gameplay was stellar. The story was amazing. But the just the visceral tone of the last of us two just really took me by surprise. I really can't wait to get my hands on this one. It It, it is intense to put it lightly. I think you mean you can't wait to take a machete and behead this game, right? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> it's so gory. I don't know, man. I don't know. Man. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. Another game that Sony showed off was Death Stranding. This is the new... um, Oh, come on. He's so popular. What's his name? Kojima. Yeah, there we go. Kojima. Now every every fan's going to be like, he's not a true nerd. It's true. I'm (laughs) not, guys. Fake geek girl. I'm a a fan. I'm totally a fake geek. It's totally true. Um, So, Tim, did you see the trailer to Death Stranding? Uh, I I started to... It still looks weird. <laughs> I think you got the I don't tone know. right. Maybe I think that's a mild way to put it. Maybe this this is just not a game for me. But like the the first trailers just looked weird. This new one looks weird. As of right now, I I don't see the appeal of it. <laughs> but that's, oh yeah, I that's think just you're right. Me. This game's it, that's not for just me, me either. There's no yeah. way I'm gonna play it. But I like talking about it. It's <laughs> Travis, are you, is this a, you got a PlayStation Four? Are you buying this? Not at launch. It doesn't look it doesn't look bad or anything. 
I'm just going to put that out there. I'm not saying this looks like a piece of shit, but I don't get anything that's going on in this, and I don't know if I should care, basically. It hasn't communicated to me that I should care about it yet. Kojima's name on it is a pretty good selling point, but I need a little bit more, you know? It's true. I mean, none of us really were like gung-ho for other games that are weird, like Goat Simulator or whatever, for weird for weird's sake. So, yeah, for me, I, I honestly thought when he was walking around and all that stuff, that was actually pretty cool, you know. Um, but like, what is that? What, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. But it, yeah, but it was weird. And I wrote about it on Cheerful Ghost. I mean, a lady eats a grub at the end of the trailer. <laughs> oh, God bless. God bless you, Kojima. God bless I, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be running out to buy it, but I will be very interested to watch some Let's Plays for the game when it finally oh, comes out. There's going to be Let's Plays and Think Pieces and YouTube videos and probably be great. I legitimately so wonder if, if people are even going to know what it meant and what it was all about after they finished the game. It's one of those, like maybe it's a like 2001 A Space Odyssey, the game kind of thing. You know, people could also be like putting a little bit too much. Maybe it's just the marketing is weird, but it's actually a really straightforward game, yeah. you know? Right. I mean, just grub eating is just a minor side quest, you know, for the character, you know, <laughs> collecting her grubs to eat. So another game that I thought uh, the grub eating mini game was one of the stronger parts of the game. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> so another uh, pretty cool game out of the Sony press conference with Spider-Man that kind of showed like, well, they showed all these games for the last couple of years, actually. But um, people seem to get their hands on this one and seem to really like it. The gameplay looks really hot. Again, you guys have PlayStation 4 Spider-Man question mark. Yes. Um, you know, I up to this point, I've been a solid yes, but I'm a little leery based on that last like video they showed during the conference. What about it? Just because I'm not sure how much of that was the player actually doing stuff or how much of that is like a quick time event or, right. you yeah. know, or how much of that is like automatically scripted. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> well, I get the idea. if most of that is the player doing all that cool stuff and it's not just, you know, tap X at the right time and he does all this stuff, you know, it kind of, I don't know, it kind of looked a little bit boring. <laughs> Maybe that's not the right word. It, I, I don't know. I'm a little less enthusiastic about the game after this last video than I was up to this point. Well, John, you on the post you made about the Sony conference, you mentioned that it looks like that might be a little bit kind of like corridor based, basically, where you don't have like full reign. And I was a little concerned about that, too. But it, and Tim, what you're saying kind of ties into that. But I went and read a little bit more about it from people's experiences playing the demo and like beyond what they showed, you have pretty much free reign to go swing around the city. So it does seem like from everything I've read that it's not quick time event based. I mean, some of that stuff, like when the, the enemies fly in and the scene changes suddenly that might be, you might not be in control for that, but I think for the swinging yeah. around and fighting and things like that, it looks like you are, at least so far. Yeah. <clears throat> also, and this isn't a complaint, it's just a something I noted is, uh, physics don't mean much in this game, apparently. <laughs> like, 
he doesn't fall like you would expect something in the real world world to fall. He doesn't climb or swing like <laughs> you would expect physics to dictate. But that's not a complaint. It's just a funny observation. You know, it can still Two be out a of lot 10. of physics fun. Physics aren't realistic. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't require the games to stick to real world physics. You know, as long as it's fun, that's mm-hmm. really all I care about. I do. I took my original copy of Mario Brothers and threw it at Miyamoto's <laughs> face because he doesn't jump right. And it doesn't, it's not how it works. It's not how it works. Give me a real game. You he can change directions midair. <laughs> I know. How's that work? So Microsoft and EA both had press conferences, and I'm going to smash them together because you shouldn't do that, and we're going to do it anyway. So we're going to talk about Microsoft's first. So um, I've heard from a lot of people that they thought that Microsoft's conference was the best one, and I was curious what you all thought. Travis, was it the best conference you saw? I'm interested to hear that you've heard that because I... I mean, yeah, I, I listen to a couple gamer podcasts and read, you know, industry, industry leading game articles, <laughs> right. uh, not on Cheerful Ghost. We have the most industry leading right. game articles. Absolutely. But um, and people seem to think Microsoft stole the show. Yeah, I was yeah. reading a, um, like some of the, I guess, Polygon comments and uh, Reddit comments, and I didn't see any of that. People seem to think that Sony's was stealing the show and it might be a, a matter of well that's because sony started out with a guy on a banjo yeah <laughs> it might just be it might be because of the the audiences for the different sites i mean if you're i think if you tend to skew more our age sony might have the upper hand because of the you know single player focus but it's all about the multiplayer for some like the earlier generation or later generations from us. So I, that could be part of it. But yeah, I hadn't seen that Microsoft's was the best. And to be honest, I didn't well, I follow didn't. it very closely. I just kind of looked at some summaries, but I wouldn't think say that they're the best. Well, I didn't hear any actual comments from real people saying this. It was just like, you know, industry people and, you know, podcasters and that kind of thing. But, you know, I, I don't know. Um, so this is another question too, but just so, you know, everyone can kind of understand, does anyone have an Xbox one or plan to get one? Cause I don't have one and I don't think we're exactly Microsoft's audience. Cause I don't think you guys have one. Are you getting one? No, I have no plans not. to No. <laughs> like, looking at the, the exclusives from Microsoft compared to the exclusives from Sony, it was kind of a no brainer for me. I want the PlayStation four. I don't really care about the Xbox. The, the only reason that I would get that is if I wanted to consolidate some things because the backwards compatibility for Xbox one is amazing. Yeah. And it's they, really incredible. And the Xbox one X has 4k Blu-ray, which the PS4 pro does not. So if I wanted to consolidate some things and had some couple hundred bucks to blow, I would, get one but xbox does what sony don't exactly awesome so uh they did talk about some games too um so some of the games they talked about well they really just showed a teaser of halo infinite i i don't even know what this is did is there any rumors about what this is, this is like an mmo or something because i didn't i think it's just a standard sequel just another halo game yeah you got, that could be cool that could be cool i don't know if 
you know, another Halo game would be cool. They own the they own the franchise now. So um, and I believe Microsoft did they Microsoft's the one that put the Cyberpunk 2077 trailer in there, which the Internet blew up about. Um, and I think Cyberpunk 2077 seemed to come away with a lot of, you know, best of E3 words, which I don't really quite understand. I would have given it to a different game. But what do you guys think of Cyberpunk 2077, Tim? I mean, I thought it looked really cool, but I'm kind of a sucker for that aesthetic. You know, right. I, yeah. I love the cyberpunk look, you know, like, uh, <clears throat> like, oh gosh, like Shadowrun, that kind of thing. I I love that setting. And it, it looked like a, um, almost like a futuristic Grand Theft Auto. And I am all over that. Yeah, I agree. I Tra- thought the, the, the voiceover was a little bit cheesy, but I also think that cheesy kind of works for the setting they're going for. It really felt like you were in a playable eighties movie, <laughs> if that makes sense. And yeah, like a blade runner or yeah. escape from New York or you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It had a lot of that sort of eighties sci-fi vibe and I dig it, man. I am all over that stuff. And I haven't, I haven't played a lot of, I've played a little bit of the first Witcher game. I haven't played any of the other ones, but um, CD Projekt Red seems to be like a huge like fan favorite. So hoping to see some amazing things out of it. Yeah, a lot of people seem to be really hyped for it. Apparently it's different. It's not a third person game like Witcher 3 was. It's going to be first person, an FPS, I guess, or a form of that. So that's kind of interesting. So moving on to EA um, and their conference, this... Uh, This one was pretty good, I thought. I've pretty much not really ever enjoyed an EA one. This one was pretty good, I thought. Some things that I thought were interesting was Anthem. Uh, I think this is the one of the more exciting kind of shoot shooty shoot games that I saw out of all of E3 for me. Uh, You know, the ability to be in an Iron Man suit looks really cool. You can pick between three different classes they all look a little bit different. You know, the heavy looked really fun. Uh, it basically looks like EA is aiming at Destiny and, you know, going to give the Destiny gameplay some mech suits, which is really cool. Travis, Anthem, going to play this one? Yeah, probably. Um, I, it doesn't sound like a launch game for me, but or a, a launch buy for me, but um, I'll probably check it out because I love Bioware. I'm just a little bit sad that the uh, Mass Effect Andromeda didn't go the way they wanted, and so they're not doing any further Mass Effect games in the near future. But it's good for them to kind of stretch the legs and do some new stuff, and this looks really compelling. I don't know enough about it yet, but it looks really good. Tim, a little sad they took on the, uh, I'm a little sad they took out the romance options. I know it's not exactly the direct, you know, the main focus of those games, but mm-hmm. you know, I always kind of had fun with with those options in the BioWare games. So I've heard that in the game you can switch up whatever mech suit you want to use based on the mission, so you can choose a different one, so you don't have to pick the same one for your gameplay. Maybe what they're going to do is add mech suit romance options, so your different mech suits when they're back at the base can. Uh, Go on dates, wink, wink. With each other? Sure, why not? I just made that up. I have no <laughs> idea if they're adding it to the game. Uh, that one's for free, EA. That's for free. All right, so another game uh, that they uh, 
talked uh, about that I thought was now interesting. Now I'm just picturing the player character walking up to their mech suit and being like, I want to be inside you. <laughs> oh my god. I love it. It's disgusting. I'm going to barf later. Okay, so another game they talked about was Command & Conquer Mobile, which was a little of weird of a, of a release, uh, sort of the way they talked about it. They had two people coming out on stage and sort of fighting, and it was kind of shoutcasted or whatever. It was weird, a little different. But I'm kind of interested, I guess. Like, I'm okay with playing a free Command & Conquer game. It's not really what I wanted. Uh, but they're never going to do a new Command & Conquer game that I want. <laughs> so they're going to give us this, which is fine. Travis, Command & Conquer Mobile, you going to play it? It's going to be free? Uh, if, I'll check it out. Um, free strategy games on mobile tend to be not so much free as they are pay to win. Clash of amazing games is what it is, yeah. Travis. So I'll check it out. Um but I probably, I've, if I'm predicting based on my previous experience with these kind of games on mobile, I probably won't play it long. Oh, dang it. EA was going to send us that check for us talking really good about, ah, damn it, Travis. Now we're, ne- now we're never going to make any money. Tim, uh, say something nice about EA so we can make money. I really like The Sims. <laughs> for sims was amazing it was so good you're totally right anyways command and conquer mobile uh what do you what do you think it's gonna be free i i don't know dude i'm i'm so kind of disillusioned with the whole mobile gaming thing just it's not that i still you know it's not that i think it's a bad platform it's just so many people just don't do anything with it really and most of the games that have come out on mobile have just been cheap or you know expensive cash grabs um i'd say probably by far the best mobile game i've played was fallout shelter so good and, um, yeah. so good yeah Knights of pit and paper those are like the only yeah. two mobile games i've played where i actually yeah. felt like this is a fun experience that's on a phone that you you know that is great like for the phone it's better on the phone than it is on any other platform so I, I don't know. I'll I'll reserve final judgment until it actually comes out, but I'm not optimistic. Nintendo did their E3 conference the way they like to. Which is to say they just rolled a video, which was awesome. <laughs> uh, and it was just a pre-done video, which was cool. It's Nintendo style. Um, they're a company focused in a streaming world, which I think is totally fine. They talked about a couple games. The first and biggest, I believe, was Smash Brothers Ultimate. Tim, you're the biggest Smash player I know. Do you need a ge- Smash game with every character ever thought of in a game? Go. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. 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 <laughs> I am so excited. Someone please all, cut that up. All of the and characters. Put a super cut of it and make a super cut. Of oh him just my saying, God. Yes, I was, yes, I was yes, watching. Yeah. I, I watched that. It was like, holy shit. They put everybody in this game. <laughs> I, I am so excited for that. Yes. All the characters. Yeah, it looks great. I mean, if you're a Smash fan, this is probably I mean, it's it's in the name. It's the ultimate Smash yeah. game. Um, and yeah. I think it might be the first Smash game I ever buy, actually, because I haven't bought one. Tim, I still have um, PTSD from when I would come over to your house and you guys would kick my ass on the <laughs> Nintendo 64. You know, 
Smash is so funny. Fighting games are terrible when you don't know how to play. And Tim's friends at the time, they were nice, but they were some nerdy oh, old nerds, suck. right? We sunk and, so many hours into the original Smash and I'm Brothers. Like, on the 64, I'm like, oh, Link's fun. I like Link. He could throw bombs. And I'm like, yeah, he's, and they just waste me. Just <laughs> waste me. It's so not fun playing with them back in the 90s. It was so not fun. But We're I can't sorry. wait to play it with you again. Like, maybe I'll be good this time. I don't know. I don't know. Well, if I it makes you feel any better, you, I have. I yeah, if it makes you, you feel any better, um, I am not nearly as good at any of the other smash brothers games as i was at the first one i i routinely get my butt kicked i can't even take on the highest level computer characters you know without getting my butt kicked even though i used to clean the floor with the highest level ones on the first game so yeah we'll probably be on pretty even footing for the new one that sounds great i can't wait uh travis smash brothers ultimate yeah i've i've only played two smash games the first one on n64 and the uh was it brawl on the wii um, yep. uh, yeah, right. It was brawl. I love those, uh, especially just kind of seeing how the mechanics improve between them. So I'm really looking forward to trying this one out. And but, but more than the game itself, one thing that I'm really enjoying right now is all the Waluigi memes because he's not on the roster because he hasn't been in a game before. <laughs> Everybody's like petitioning Nintendo Poor to Waluigi. bring in Waluigi. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so another game that Nintendo talked about was Super Mario Party. Uh, I didn't see anything about this game. Travis, Tim, do you know anything about Super Mario Party? I knew it was a, they know they talked about it, but yeah, I, you know, I just I know mostly about Mario Party just from the previous games and how like controller breakingly frustrating it can be <laughs> sometimes, but in a good way. Like it's they're fun games to play with friends, but they are uh, they're they're tough and yeah, we've. We went through a couple controllers in the N64 era playing uh, <laughs> Mario yeah. Party. I was I was watching that uh, Super Mario Party trailer with my wife, and I looked over and said, you know, Switch controllers are way too expensive for this game, because that's a lot of money to waste when you just toss your controller across the room because you get pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like that same kind of frustrating minigame concept is coming back, but like one thing that I really am intrigued by is how you can put two switch screens together and some of the games even let you put like arrange the screens differently to get different kind of gameplay. Yeah, from that stuff. is so that cool. Is so cool. Yeah, it's totally awesome because Nintendo's like recommending that you play the game with more switches. It's like their strategy is like, how many games can we make that use five switches at once? <laughs> it's a great strategy, Nintendo. Like, High five. I guess it's like, you know, if if you're playing multiplayer on a mobile platform, then every everybody's got their own so it's kind of bridging the console versus handheld part of it because you know if you were if if it was only on 3ds for instance you'd have to have multiple consoles so it makes sense in that sense but it is a little bit kind of disappointing that all of the functionality won't be playable with just a single switch yeah i agree nintendo's strategy for a while has been switches catch them all and speaking of catch them all, um, Pokemon, let's go. I knew I was going to pronounce this wrong, even though I never do. Let's go Pikachu. <laughs> I just didn't run. It doesn't matter. And let's go Eevee. I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to keep saying it wrong for 30 minutes. Uh, 
came they they talked about it about a couple weeks ago and then they talked about it again it looks like it's going to be a 3d version on the switch that's a remake of the original pokemon gold which was like the blue and red that was the upgraded blue and red version which we're coming back to the kanto region so it's kind of a retelling of the original pokemon game which i am so into like when i get my switch i'm gonna buy it but i'm curious tim you're a pretty big pokemon fan are you interested in these games do you think your kids are gonna dig them oh i'm sure my kids would dig them but i have not told them that there's new pokemon games coming out for the switch because i'm not ready to let them use my switch (laughs) (laughs) they never Um, give it back (laughs) exactly i'd never see it again yeah um i don't know It, it looked a little too like stripped down for me i i'm still waiting for like a full-blown pokemon you know rpg to come out on the switch that's more what i'll i'll dig into yeah i guess they talked about that coming out next year travis are you gonna let's go with uh the eevee or the other game <laughs> the one that you don't want to say <laughs> i can't say it travis i can't say it um i don't have a whole lot of history with pokemon like basically Pokemon Go is my experience with it. I played a little bit of one on the DS, but that's about it. So I'm not don't really have the attachment to it. But I mean, they look nice. They look like uh, about what I expected from a Pokemon game. But that's about as far as I can really comment. Sounds good. Pikachu. Hey, there you go. So we're going to end things up talking about all the conferences with Bethesda's conference, which was personally the one that I was looking forward to the most. And like, no lie. Um, and it started up with Andrew WK coming out and singing his new hit single. Let's get ready to die or whatever it's called <laughs> live. And it was amazing. He was in the tightest white jeans. The con- like people in the audience didn't know what was going on. It was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. And he was just rocking. And it just looked like the nerds were like, this is loud. But it was <laughs> so cool. I don't know. What did you guys think about Andrew WK rocking the stage and Rage 2? Travis? Yeah, I was amused as you were by the reaction that Andrew WK got because I think everybody was like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I haven't I know. really thought about Andrew WK in a, like a decade and a half, so it was yeah, kind of interesting yeah. to see him show up. But uh, He's perfect for doing a Rage song. Yeah. I mean, he could do a whole Rage album and be awesome. Right, he could Plus do the whole soundtrack. Voice for the for the game and i heard it's great so but yeah. yeah rage 2 man oh yeah we talked about this on the side but wow that game looks like absolute chaos and i want it it's it looks like all the good things about the first rage with from what i hear better open world stuff provided by the devs for the just cause series so i'm i'm so stoked for this game yeah, so I think um, this is a pretty good exclusive for Cheerful Ghost because Travis and I are the only fans of the original Rage game I know of uh, <laughs> in the whole world. So <laughs> we're super stoked for Rage 2. Honestly, I, I know people are going to be like, oh, whatever. But it's the game I'm most excited for the most because it seems to me to be the game that embodies the most pure focused whatever it is. It's the thing. You know what I mean? 
And Rage 2 is not screwing around about what it is. Like, it, the guy, like the, one of the guy's main abilities is jumping up in the air and smashing his fist on the ground and blowing people away. Like, it looks like it's basically just like a more focused Doom, I guess. But it's just so cool looking. I don't know. I, I'm super stoked for Rage 2. Tim, I, I don't know if you're interested in Rage 2 at all. Did you see any of the... You know, the, the first one looked kind of cool, but I just I never got around to giving it a shot. Um, I know you and Travis really liked it, uh, Two, You know, I, I watched the trailers for it and it looks pretty cool. I'd, I'd be willing to give it a shot. Sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have really high hopes for that. So another game that they talked about after that was they talked about the new free prey roguelike game mode. So you basically just keep um, trying your hand at this super hard game mode and it sort of changes up each time. So Prey's single player uh, game, so they didn't release any multiplayer, just this new roguelike, which is pretty neat. And then they're going to release more free content after that, which I think is pretty neat. Prey's an interesting game. I mean, it, it doesn't seem to have a lot of sort of like lasting love, I guess, but it seemed to be a pretty solid shooter for the time i played a little bit i was not into um what it was at the time not saying it was bad i just wasn't really into maybe picking up a shooter at the time but travis i know you have prey did you check out the new game mode it came out right after uh the conference i have not checked it out yet but it looked really interesting um i don't know if the other game mode they were teasing is out yet but that one was what i was looking forward to more where you it's multiplayer where you're playing hide and seek different people are the mimics and then you're trying to find the mimics that that game right that really intrigues me but i can imagine right i think that is a full multiplayer mode too i think yeah so that's interesting that could be like terrifying and hilarious at the same time right so after that then bethesda or yeah then they just dropped news of a new doom game i suppose and they just talked about how doom went really well um, showing that Bethesda is, well, we can talk about this at the end, but with all the games that's in production right now, they are busy. They are so busy. Like a new Doom game, so close yeah. to the original. Crazy. Uh, I'm sure that's going to be great. They're going to be talking about that at QuakeCon, which I'm really stoked about. Watching QuakeCon streams and stuff is great. And then they talked about another expansion called Wolfenstein The New Blood. So did you guys catch the play on this game mm-hmm. sequel name? Right, because the original, because the original Wolfenstein: The New Order came out, and they did Wolfenstein: The Old Blood, and then they did Wolfenstein: New Colossus, and it's now it's Wolfenstein: The New Blood. Yeah, because it's his daughters. (laughs) Ao, it's awesome. These guys are cool. So, uh, Travis, did you finish the New Colossus? Because I haven't actually started it yet. I plan to. I am about halfway through, and I don't know why I didn't finish it. I think I started. (sighs) I, oh, okay. I was playing that, and then my friend sold me his PS4 for 150 bucks. So that kind of sidetracked me, and I never went back to it. I need to do that. Makes sense. It, it makes was sense. a lot of fun, though. Like it improved on um, the old blood and the new order a lot. It, it was it was really good. So I'm really looking forward to the new blood. I like the the co op aspect to it. Um, we should, yeah. Yeah, because you and I played a lot of Rage co-op, yeah. and that was yeah. really fun. So th- It could really yeah. work for this, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so. So um, then they talked about this little game called Fallout 76. Uh, it's going to be a new Fallout game, bigger than Fallout 4. Uh, multiplayer only. 
Um, we found out quite a bit of details. We talked about them on the site. Probably mostly everyone listening to this knows about them. So we're going to skip that. But Tim, are you going to pick up Fallout 76 on launch day? I knew you're a pretty big Fallout fan. Probably not. Um, <clears throat> I'm not thrilled about the always online aspect of it. Uh, you know that. I mean, it could still be fun, but I that Fallout is not a game I want to play with a bunch of random people. Like it'd be one thing if I was playing online only with friends, but I don't want some twelve-year-old shithead nuking my base every five minutes. You know. <laughs> so That's just if not, there was a yeah. So if there was a mode where we could set up a cheerful ghost server that was private, you'd play it. That, yeah, that would be a totally different scenario. And then I would be on board. Because it sounds like that might be coming not at launch, but later. Travis, Fallout 76 at launch? I'm about 50-50 on it. I want it, but I don't want to jump into it if I don't know that I'm going to like it. Or I don't, you can't know you're going to like it if I don't think I'm going to like it. Um, So I'm going to kind of be cautious with it and look at early press things like that i might get it on launch if if they've said that they're they have a lot of different things in place to prevent griefing and if they can nail that then that's great i would probably jump on it but they you know they say the nukes are not meant as a griefing device and yeah you can nuke other people but you know then the people you nuke are just going to respawn nearby and get all the loot that you could have gotten so you're kind of doing them a favor but you know still if something can be used as a griefing device it's going to be you know it's going to be people will spend Absolutely, so much yeah. time working on it just to fuck with people that's just how people are <laughs> but but yeah if they can really nail that i might get it at launch but i'm really looking forward to those private servers they've talked about that you can apparently mod. I don't know if you have to run those locally or what. I'm hoping that you can run a local server so that if they decide to stop supporting it down the line, you can still play it. Yeah, Yeah, I think that would be a great option. Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) And if it could be something like, you know, our cheerful ghost Terraria servers, I might pick it up at launch, but, or, you know, so I think it just really depends on, you know, what exact configuration this game really is. I think we need a little bit more for me. Um, and as someone who really enjoyed Fallout 4 and didn't finish it for, I don't really know why, just wasn't really into finishing it at the time. I kind of want to finish that. But if, you know, you all are playing Fallout 76 and it's really great, I might I might pick it up, but probably not. So the other game. So there were two games that I was really stoked about. Um, the first one is Rage 2 and the second one, unsurprisingly enough, is Elder Scrolls Blades. And the reason why is because fallout shelter was incredible and like tim said probably one of the best mobile games ever made um so because of this um i am really excited to play elder scrolls blades and i'm curious is anyone else going to pick this up launch day travis yeah i'm i've already signed up to hopefully get picked for the beta i want to play this like as soon as possible I, right. I, I am kind of wondering what their supported device list is going to look like because my phone's a few years old, but um, man, it, it, it just looks like you're playing Skyrim on a phone. It's so go- good looking, but uh, the the proof is going to be in how well it controls, and it looks like they have a good kind of system for that. So yeah, being able to play Elder Scrolls on the toilet, <laughs> I got to pick that I've up. I've heard from people that have played it as the it's the prettiest elder scrolls game ever made 
Um, the graphics are incredible. Now, you're right, Travis. I have an iPhone 6S Plus, and this is not anywhere on the documentation they've released about what yeah. you can test. The Suppose game that means my uh, iPhone 5 is out. <laughs> probably <laughs> out. Which is sad to me because the 6S Plus is great. I mean, oh, I was yeah. planning on getting one at the end of this year anyway, but I don't know. It's just kind of like, wow, you know, it's fast with phones, you know, the upgrade cycle or whatnot. That said, I am really excited for this. I just heard it's a really good version of Elder Scrolls and totally free. Like, why not, Tim? You, I mean, I guess you're not going to be able to play it. I, I probably will not be able to, but if I could, I would. I heard that they're going to, well, they mentioned that they're going to release it just like they did Fallout Shelter. So it'll start on phones. It'll eventually move to PC and then every other platform after that. So my my question is, is how that would play on the mm-hmm. PC. Would your mouse act like you're, you know, t- tapping it or something? Or maybe you Probably. get keyboard and mouse mode, it, maybe? It would be interesting if they just let you control it like you're playing Skyrim if you're playing it on PC. Yeah. Maybe they would. Yeah. I, I think that could be really interesting. So Elder Scrolls Blades looks really neat. Um, and so the other games that they talked about, um, the big reveal uh, for the new brand new IP was Starfield. Now, we don't know anything about it, just that they're making it. It's the next big game that they're going to kind of do. So thoughts on Starfield? Not really a whole lot of info here. Tim? I think it is a game. I think that Bethesda is <laughs> making it. space. And that is in, it is in space and that there will probably be fields of stars involved somewhere. <laughs> okay. You heard it here first, Travis. folks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Such a, such a hot take, my friend. But we'll we'll come back in a, in a year from now and see how my prediction holds up. Yeah. Cheerful Ghost Radio, the hottest takes. <laughs> <laughs> Travis. Yeah. Cool. I, I mean, who knows? It looks neat so far, I guess. But yeah, I, right. I'm, I'm hoping for... Like the same kind of Elder Scrolls Fallout style RPG, but just sci-fi instead. But I mean, I guess Fallout is sci-fi, but you know, space yeah, sci-fi, but, like, but space you know, opera who, kind yeah, of who, sci-fi, not you right. Know, but who knows what we're gonna get? It. it could just be like a survival horror. It could be a roguelike. Who knows? Pretty at this sure point, it's not survival <laughs> right. horror. Pretty sure it's not. And then the other game that we know even less about is Elder Scrolls 6, where they just had that like Apple Steve Jobs one more thing moment. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're going to. And we did some art for Elder Scrolls 6, which seemed cool. There's not really, again, not much to say about it. But yeah, another Elder Scrolls game would you know, be great. I imagine if the multiplayer aspect of Fallout 76 is amazing, Elder Scrolls 6 will have it, too. It'll, it'll be even better. You know what I mean? So you know, that's a thought, you know, depending on how that goes. So if you hate that multiplayer aspect of Fallout 76, let Bethesda know, because that's probably going to be a big element of six. Kind of going back to our Fallout 76 discussion, one of my fears is that they'll see, hey, people like this. Let's put this into all of our Fallout games and all of our Elder Scrolls games. And I'm really not a fan of that idea. I kind of hope they don't. But who knows? I'd be fine if they want to include a co-op option on a lot of their games, but that's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of seems what they're trying to do with Fallout 76. It seems like it is about co-op and Mm. that kind of thing. It's just it's just the what the point of the game is, which is, you know, multiplayer co-op. Yeah. With Elder Scrolls six, it was interesting because there was some discussion on Cheerful Ghost and we were 
kind of saying what or what they're going to show in text messages. And we were all saying, no, there were probably a couple of years off from them even talking about a new Elder Scrolls game. And then, well, nope, here we got two new Elder Scrolls games pitched in the same conference. <laughs> I was so wrong about that. And I'm glad because Elder Scrolls Blades looks great. I think there were three Elder Scrolls announcements. I think you're forgetting about the Elder Scrolls on Alexa. <laughs> that's right yeah, and, that's and that's real, real. that's a real game that's awesome. <laughs> i know i started playing it and my son uh was trying to play it too and he accidentally exited the game i'm like ah <laughs> so i was like okay i cannot play this with a two-year-old but it was fun it was very fun it's kind of like D, honestly it's very cool so all right everyone so what company and conference and press show are we going to give the best of show for us. And I'm going to start with Tim. Tim, who is your best of show? The best presser that you saw? And then also the top game that you saw, or maybe the top two games that you liked? Well, I mean, I think Devolver took best of E3 with their press conference. Oh, so you know, funny. That was so funny. That was hilarious. So I didn't <clears> watch <throat> that one. What, what did I miss? Uh, <laughs> it was basically Everything. like their last year one, which was totally just crazy it was just it's basically kind of like a send-up of press conferences and it was very satirical and just over the top and blood and then they talked about games uh, their games a little bit but it was it was really just kind of like an art piece on how ridiculous is this whole thing and how much can we make fun of it okay I need to it check was that out. it was pretty yeah it was pretty great and i'm not just saying that because i've invested heavily into their loot box coins <laughs> you need, yeah, which they're selling on their website loot box coin so funny all right what games did you come away at uh e3 that uh, kind of took it for you tim oh well for me it's smash brothers uh, i mean that's the game i'm most excited about out of all the announcements travis i would have to say that bethesda took the best of show for me by a long shot but then uh i'd probably put EA and Nintendo about even after that. But as for games, probably Rage 2. And I didn't think if you'd told me like a month ago that we that I would be saying Rage 2 is the best looking game at E3, I would have said no, that's not going to happen. But no, that's I'm really surprised and I'm really glad they're doing this because I kind of expected Rage to be a lost franchise after the reception of the first one, but yeah, Rage 2, then probably Elder Scrolls Blades right after that. I think I agree with you, Travis. If someone would have said, hey, Dodds, are you going to give your favorite game after E3 to Rage 2 like a couple months ago? I'd have been like, what, they're making another Rage game? <laughs> they would never do that. And, uh, I love that they are. And again, Elder Scrolls Blades. And yeah, it looks really fun. It looks really fun. Um, a lot of the other games, I'm really glad companies are making them and stuff. But um, yeah. Those two are my most excited. So thank you, E3. Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show, and thanks for listening.